Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Box Office Bingers. Matthew, I believe we have a great show this week because we're not reviewing a film and we have a very special guest. So tell the people, what are we watching and who are we watching it with? Well, I don't think we watched it with this person, but we all watched it at the same time. In spirit uh, together. In spirit, yes, we did, yeah. yeah. Um, this week, uh, we are reviewing Selena, the series on Netflix. I like the way you uh, said that. Thank you, thank you. Get get the get the Hispanic in me, you have to say it that way. You did. I don't know, I don't know why, but that's that, that was in the moment. It definitely wasn't planned. Uh, and uh, the person who recommended for us to watch it and review it, is actually going to be joining us today. We're bringing back Ashley Becker to the show. Hello and welcome. Yay! Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Welcome back. So glad to have you back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here talking with you guys. Absolutely. And and thank you for uh, recommending this to us because... I'm not sure, Ernesto. Would you have watched this otherwise? I mean, honestly, I don't think I would have watched it like right away. But I know it was getting like a lot of buzz once it did come out. Yeah, I would have watched it only because I grew up watching the Jennifer Lopez movie. So okay. I would have had I would have had a general interest, and I love her music. So yeah, okay. I think I would have I think I would have watched it. It probably right. wouldn't have been as immediate, but right. I, I definitely still think I would have watched it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, like, that was, like, immediate viewing for them. And at least that's what I've noticed. Like, a lot of people were talking about it. So I'm happy because for me that I, – I just for me this is, like, uh, like broadening – broadening? Broader. Broadening. Broadening. There, there you go. Yeah. That's the word. Uh, <laughs> my horizons a little bit because I don't think I would have rushed to it otherwise or even watched it in general. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that uh, later on in the show. But as always – we got news to talk about. We got what you're watching. We're going to talk about what we're watching. Uh, so we're going to start with some news. Uh, and so if you remember last week, Ernesto, there was Disney made a big dump. They, they did like a big a news bit. dump. Just a little, a little news dump that kind of took over the internet and took over our entire company. It, it was so much news that we had a whole bonus episode that we released just to talk about the matter. We had a whole roundtable. We brought all of our, our friends together that are very versatile in the conversation. And, um, yeah, I think we had a great conversation. So you can listen to all of that news that kind of came out of that announcement on our other episode. I believe it's called uh, Disney's Investor Day 2020 Roundtable. Round yeah. yeah. Disney Investor Day 2020 Roundtable. There you go. Uh, so you can go check that out, uh, and we'll talk about all about the news. Uh, so go ahead and do that after you're done listening to this. But, Becker, I want to hear your thoughts. What were some of the news that kind of came out that you were excited for or you had, like, big questions about? Well, I was shook by the amount of stuff that I saw. I was like this – I just – I don't know. It was very – it was like I was kind of expecting it to end. 
but then it just kept coming and like all these and I was just so confused and so like how is this I don't know I think it just shows how huge Disney is and how like people love these things so I'm just really excited for I don't know a lot for everything I'm just really excited for division on that's probably the only thing I'm gonna watch maybe (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah but I'm excited I don't know for a lot. We'll see if I watch anything else. But okay. Yeah. But Wanda Vision's on the top of your list for sure. Yes, I love Wanda a lot. So okay. Yeah. She's one of the She's most powerful favorite. beings. She's one of the most yeah. powerful that's, beings in the MCU. Honestly, that's one of the main reasons why. <laughs> but no, she. I just. I don't know. I love her, and I love Elizabeth Olsen. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be a crazy show. And um, what's what's weird is that to follow up on that news, Marvel Studios, and this was like days later. This was like from the time us recording. This was two days ago. Uh, actually, no, it was it was yesterday, just a day ago. Um, that Marvel made yet another announcement. That they they had so many new shows they announced. I guess they missed one or mm-hmm. though, because they they talked about or they announced uh, another show coming to Disney Plus called Marvel Legends, which it's a new series that revisits some of the most iconic moments from the MCU, one character at a time. And so they're kicking it off with WandaVision. The first two episodes... Oh, sorry. They're kicking off with Wanda and Vision, two two separate episodes. Uh, the first two episodes will start streaming January 8th, and then WandaVision, the series, comes out or starts streaming on January 15th, so about a week later. So I think it's interesting that they're doing like these... It's, these sounds like they're shorts, Ernesto. Yeah. Is it like a? Is it supposed to be like a character recap of some sort? I I think what this is, it's like maybe we're getting the moments in between the moments, all related to the all related to the MCU, but it's still in canon with the movie universe. Right. Yeah. It's. Do you remember those Marvel one shots that came with the Blu-rays? Yeah. I, this seems exactly what this is. Okay. It's like we're getting like these little pockets of these moments that were within the MCU. So maybe. We might get to see Wanda and Vision, uh, see what happened to them maybe in between Civil War and Infinity War, because we know that they went off together at some point. And uh, so maybe we might get to see some of that, which I find it interesting that they're putting production value into this, because I figured that's what all these shows were about anyway. Like we're getting stories centered on these characters, but now we're getting even more in-depth stories on these characters. I, I find it strange, but also I'm here for it. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. I'm sure, you know, we're all going to watch it, you know, yeah. at least <laughs> with, with those with that affinity for Marvel and the, the, just the superhero characters in general. Exactly. Um, so I'm excited for that, but uh, uh, you talking about you, Becker, you were, you said you were excited about WandaVision. So I'm yeah. sure that this will probably be up your alley as well. If you want to check that out to get deeper yeah. into these characters. I mean, yeah, most likely I'll watch it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I say that I'm not going to watch these things. The thing is, like, I, I love... Like, when I sometimes when I watch things, I get really into it. So I'm, like, really careful when I watch things because I don't mm. want to get too deep mm. in there. So that's why I kind of caution myself. But, like, okay. I'm, I'm letting myself just go for it with WandaVision. Yeah. So... I, I mean, yeah. it, and it, it looks like a great show because it's it's kicking off Marvel TV, basically what it is. And so I feel like mm-hmm. a lot a lot's riding on it, and there's a lot of hype around it as well. And I also understand what you're saying by like, 
I feel like you can only get excited about one thing at a time because even mm-hmm. with all of that news that came about, it's hard to be excited about everything because, I mean, if the most we got was an announcement and maybe a one-sentence thing about it instead of like – so it's like hard to be excited about everything when they're like, oh, I can't wait for this when it's like two years away. Um, can I have a side note here? Sure. <laughs> is it is it raining? It's not. No, it's not raining. Oh, I could have sworn that I saw like lightning. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Back to this. <laughs> I also want to point out. I also want to point out. Um. Uh, Loki. Yes. <laughs> yes. I almost forgot about. <laughs> my favorite. Yes. I also love Loki so much. So I'm very excited for that, too. But like you said, like, it's so hard to be excited about everything and, like, to, like, keep everything in mind. And I'm going to watch this and then it's going to be this and then it's this. And it's like, like, overload. So that's why. But I do remember when I saw um, when Disney was like, oh, we're doing all of these things. Loki was the main thing that I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, this is exactly (laughs) what I need in my life. More yeah. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. <laughs> it's probably, you were just talking about uh, Thunder and Lightning. That's probably where it came from. You know? Oh. <laughs> it's his brother. He heard you. He heard you, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Disney Plus is coming out. So with all those announcements that they released and they announced, um, it, it comes to no surprise that Disney Plus also announced uh, that they'll be raising their monthly pricing by $1. So instead of 6.99 a month, it's going to be 7.99 a month and it's going to start in March of 2021. Now, Becker, I know you have a strong dislike when streaming services jump in price. So, is this like a big one for you? I'm not sure that you have Disney Plus, am I right? Um, I don't. I <laughs> I have a friend's account. There you go. <laughs> I yes, but um I $1 isn't that bad. Honestly, okay. for like when you raise a price, because usually when streaming services do raise the price, it's kind of like three dollars or four or five. Like I remember whenever Netflix does it, it's not one dollar. So that's why I, I mean, I don't generally like it, but I feel like with everything that Disney is releasing with all this stuff that they just talked about, I guess it makes sense. And a dollar isn't that bad. So I'm okay with that. Okay. But I (laughs) generally don't like when um, streaming services do raise their prices because I don't Uh, get it. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Ernesto, what about (laughs) you? Does this deter you from Disney Plus? Or uh, after everything they announced, like, I can do a dollar. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Because then they drop all the news and then they go, oh, we're going to give you all this, but by the way, we have to charge you a dollar more. It's like, yeah. all right, well, you got me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're already on this high. It's like, oh, this, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, what's going on? What's going on over here? And you're like, oh, one dollar, please. I'm like, oh, all right, you got me. All right, I'll, I'll uh, all right you, Disney. Hey, all right. I'll, I'll give you all 12 right now for the year. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I don't think it really makes people cancel their subscriptions because the amount of times that, like, Netflix has raised prices like i still have netflix so yeah you know it's just a way for them to get money sorry i'd say it (laughs) but i mean if you find i guess if they feel like if you're still finding value in the service and for everything that they have coming out in the future that like hey you will probably wouldn't mind 
paying yeah. another dollar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if HBO Max decided sometime in the near future to raise their prices with with everything they have going on in 2021. Wait, what do they have going on? Well, that well, if you haven't been, if you missed the news there, but they're they're dropping all of their 2021 movies oh, that are going to be in yes. the theaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I thought they were doing something else. Okay. No, no, that, no. that is it. <laughs> that is it. That's the big. Yeah. That's okay. a big. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. But also, HBO Max is already the most expensive, one of the most expensive streaming services starting out. Like, I think. I think if you start out with Netflix without getting like 4K options or whatever, it's like 12.99. But like mm-hmm. HBO and HBO Max, their their starting price is 15. Yeah. So, mm. it, so that they're already on the high end. Do I wouldn't be surprised if they bump it up to like say 16. But I mean, that's still a lot of money. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it starts climbing, then it's gonna be like, all right. I know you guys got a lot on there, but. Let's, yeah. uh, let's uh, pump the brakes on the jacking the price <laughs> up a little. <laughs> like, look, I'm I'm trying to keep up with all of these. I got I got Hulu, I got Amazon, I got Netflix to worry about. I mean, I don't got to worry about you too. Well, that's what everybody's complaining about now is that the whole thing that was appealing to everybody going to streaming services is that, that they're not as expensive as cable. Like, but now they're just as expensive as cable. But I guess that's but it depends on which ones you have. Like right. if you love it, then a lot as most people do who can afford it, they have almost all of them or they can or they have access to somebody who has all of them. <laughs> you know, right. so so yeah, of course it's gonna be just as expensive, but you could be selective. You could be like, Well, I only want to watch Disney Plus and Netflix. Like that'll I'll just find everything on there. Like that'll be more than enough. But you know, I'm a glutton for content, so I have it all. Yes. That's why they call us a box office binger there, Ernesto. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, you know, you can complain that, yes, you're paying just as much as cable. But with aside from cable, you have the option to quit whenever you want to. Like if, if one if one month you'd be like, hey, I don't want to have Netflix or I don't want to have HBO. You can do that, and then the next month after that, you can go right back on it. So That's like, so no, true. Nothing, so nothing's really stopping you. So I mean, if you're complaining about it, then just stop paying for it. it it's quite simple. With with cable, on the other hand, I feel like you got to go through more hoops to get out of it. So yeah. I, I feel like that the streaming services obviously are the you know that is the future of how we are going to consume content, and you just got to be more selective about it. And if it's not in your budget, then that's something you have to consider once you're going into it. That's probably something we'll see, maybe not immediate future, but in the, in the coming years, you'll maybe you'll start seeing people split off. Like, all right, well, mm-hmm. damn, I can't afford this one anymore. So, like, like if you had to pick which one, so Matt, right now, if you had to pick which streaming service, if you had to get rid of one, which one would you get rid of? Hulu. Now, what if everybody had to make that kind of decision? Then yeah. you start to see, then you'll start to see the numbers and variances change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I the Hulu offers the least amount for me, so I would probably get I would probably get rid of that. Um, the the first thing I would get rid of. Luckily, I don't I'm not in that predicament at the moment, so we're gonna hold on to it as much as we can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, I would but, give up Hulu too. Yeah, but I don't have to because I have that Spotify student bundle thing. Mm. Oh, okay. Where it's like you get Hulu and Showtime and Spotify Premium. For like five dollars a month, so. Oh yeah, that's a great deal. So like, yeah, you don't want to get. Yeah. That's something you kind of hold on to. 
Um, yeah. And then also th there's your value right there because you're getting three things for one price. You're just going to have it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch Showtime, <laughs> yeah. but I have it. <laughs> yeah. There's some um, good and, shows on Showtime. I haven't have watched, looked at it. Have you ever watched Shameless? No. You should check that out. That's a Isn't that show. on Netflix though? It is also on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, too. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she has access to Showtime. She can watch. That's right. Like, she she can she can watch all the seasons. I think there's like eight or true. nine. Yeah, there is but quite it, a bit. There's a lot of seasons, yeah. But Ernesto, like we were we were talking about this like months ago. Like we both had CBS access, oh, CBS All Access at one point, and it just didn't do anything for us. Like we did the free trial, and then after that, we were kind of done with, and then uh, we got rid of it. And so we yeah. can have the option for all of these things. So yeah, this is definitely. Like, the way of what the future is going to be coming soon on how we decide to view content. Because if you're like, you just want to watch a show, and you really like that one. Like, for me, I would go back to CBS All Access for Twilight Zone. I don't need it for a nine months, but or, like, I don't even need it for 11 months out of the year. Whenever they're done with the season, I'll get it for that month, and just binge it, and then binge everything else I can if I like anything else, and then I'll see you next year for the new season. That's true. You might see a lot of that. Like people just like rent. They probably have. They probably already have that. People who have peak months. Like yeah, this yeah. show drops, we'll get an increase of subscribers, oh. and then they'll drop off for the month. You know, because mm -hmm. you don't have. You can just do the month to month. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting to see how all that plays out. Um, but talking about some other things that are coming. Uh, well, the 2021 film slate has always been jumbling around here or there. So we try to keep up with what everything that's going on. And so uh, 20th Century Studios uh, gave us, I think this might have been part of the Disney Investor Day event, but it wasn't part of like the big announcements. But uh, they gave us new release dates for some of their upcoming movies that were already in the works. So The King's Man, which is the prequel to Kingsman, uh, that comes out March 12th, 2021. Uh, Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds comes out May 21st, 2021. And Death on the Nile... Uh, which was the sequel to or, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, comes out September 17th, 2021. So if you're looking forward to any of those movies, you know, they're kind of you know pushing them out throughout the year. Ernesto, were you any one of those you were interested in? I'm interested in all three. The Kingsman, okay. King that's the prequel to the, King, the two Kingsman movies, yep. correct? And yep. then Free Guy, that's the... Uh, Taika Waititi movie with Ryan Reynolds. I I definitely want to see that. I don't think he's I don't think he's directing it. I think he's just in it. He's is is he connect? He's connected to it somehow. Are you sure? I, I don't think I think it's Sean Levy directing, who is the producers and maybe the directors and creators of. Oh no, maybe not. I was thinking. No, you're correct. Part of, you're right. Yeah, so Sean, Sean Levy is directing it, and then it's written by Matt Lieber by Matt Lieberman. Yeah, Sean Levy, they're the producers of um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think out of all three of them, Free Guy maybe gives us the most original content out of the bunch. Yeah. Well, let's learn about the NPCs. It's, that's that's a cool I, – I really like that concept. Yeah. Uh, and then you like – did you like the Murder on the Orient Express, like the, uh, the, the new one? I don't – actually, I, I haven't – I've never seen it, but I've always been interested to see it. But I guess okay. this is the this is the part three, right? Two, part two, part two. Then, but isn't there one more? I feel like it's a. It's I, a I mean, I'm sure there is at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becker, what about you? Any of these titles that you know, are you excited for? Or are you just like, nah. Yeah, to be very honest, no. 
No, okay. <laughs> Fair That's enough. Okay. That's all right. Uh, and then top of more, rele- uh, more uh, release dates that were given, uh, Warner Brothers gave us a release date for their upcoming Mortal Kombat film. We're going to get that on April 16, 2021, coming to theaters and HBO Max. So, Ernesto, we, we kind of talked about this last week. I know, like, that's one of the ones that are coming to, you know, to theaters and streaming. So, we had, like, good, like, high hopes for this one. Or, like, we're at least optimistic at the very least. Yeah. Well, like I said, like, I liked the first one, even though it's kind of cheesy. And the second one is, like, so bad that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, either way, like, I've always loved the Boto Combat game, so... Either way, I'm gonna I'm I'm down to check this one out. Okay, and like we don't I don't think they're and I could be wrong. I don't even know a director or casting announcements or anything like matter. that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think it does. I'm gonna uh, watch it either way. <laughs> we have a release date. That's that's what we need to know. Um, I don't think I've seen all of any of those movies. You're I strap in. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're bad. They're bad. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not sure if I even want to watch them. I just like I'll watch the new one, but that's it. But you do. I, I, but maybe I do. I don't know. I've seen like bits and pieces of one of them. It was on TV. I'm like, what is this? And then like they said like a like a common phrase. I'm like, is this Mortal Kombat? Ooh, this is rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyway, anyone looking forward to that, April 16th is when you can tune into HBO Max or go to theaters and watch it. Uh, and the last bit of news to come out is that Naomi Aki, uh, who you might have seen her in The Rise of Skywalker, if you watch the series um, The End of the Effing Worlds on Netflix, uh, you can catch that. You can see her performance there. I believe she's in season two. But uh, Naomi Aki will play Whitney Houston. In the upcoming biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, uh, with uh, for photograph director Stella Meggie, I believe her name is, um, and she is set to direct the film. I've seen Photograph. I believe it's uh, uh, Issa Rae and uh, Oh, you Lakeith talked about Seinfeld. that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a good movie. So I think I think she is capable of doing like a good biopic. Um, what I don't know is enough about Naomi Aki's performances between the two roles that she can carry, you know, the powerhouse that is Whitney Houston, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's saying the least, and I'm, I mean, what a story. I mean, I don't know all of it, but I know, you know, just bits and pieces and things that you've heard in the news, like, it's gonna be a, if they do it right, it's gonna be a powerful film. Yeah, I think so, and I think I think directing wise she can do it, but I haven't seen enough from Naomi to really see like if she can like hold her weight on that. I've also I've never seen her sing or acting or anything along those lines of like singing wise. So I think this would be an interesting movie. It's not like the reception that we get when we see like Respect with Jennifer Hudson. I was just as, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> about Aretha Franklin. Yeah, when you see that, it's like oh yeah, she's gonna be great in that you because already you know. know you already know exactly. This one I'm like oh okay. I'm intrigued, but we'll, I'm put my little reserve on that. We'll see. You got, I got to see that trailer first. Yeah. She doesn't have to sing herself. She can no. sing. Yeah, and it can be written. In a lot of biopics in the past, not all of them sing. I think hey, some right. of them try to. Didn't um, this guy, 
the one who did um Alan John Rocket Man John didn't he sing yeah, he sang he uh Taron Egerton didn't he Taren... sing some didn't he sing some of the material I think I he think sang he did. all of it yeah I mean that I but did. not all of them do but right. like for instance Jennifer Lopez when she did Selena she had to lip sync some of the she had to lip sync the movie Oh she did yeah, she, I didn't know she that she did she didn't sing sing Okay, even though so, she is, even though she is a professional singer, but right, Selena, and, Selena has a very distinct sound, though. So I, right, I guess yeah. I can understand that. And and that, and then that's the point I'm trying to make. Like typically with all these other, like with with the exception of Taron Egerton, I I I know that he could sing based on his performance from the animated movie Sing. Like he oh, did yeah. a really good job, right. uh, and so like we knew he can do that. So maybe that helped him get the role of uh, Elton John in Rocket Man. But like I haven't seen anything from her to like really give that gravitas so that's my only reserve but i i'm not questioning the decision i just need to see more from it and then is it going to be the what you know is it going to be the complete story or like are they going to age her because she looks really young she's very young yeah i think you're right um let's find out i'm not sure if there's any story about that that uh let's see i want to let's see uh the the joyous emotional and heartbreaking celebration of the life of uh, and music of Whitney Houston, the greatest female R&B pop vocalist of all time, tracking her journey through obscurity to music, musical superstardom. So, yes. Maybe. Okay, Maybe. Well, we'll see. I'm sure it's well, going it, to be something. It's gonna, it'll be really bad if they don't do it justice. Right. And uh, I mean, just, just looking into this, Ernesto, uh, the writer, mind you, his name is Anthony McCartan. Um, he's had some great movies behind his belt as well. He's did. If you did, you ever see the Two Popes on Netflix? No, you watched that, didn't you? I did, and it was it was pretty good. And he wrote that. He wrote the screenplay for Bohemian Rhapsody, with yeah. uh, okay. um, with uh, Remy Malek as uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, he wrote The Darkest Hour with uh, Gary Oldman, mm. and he wrote The Theory of Everything uh, with uh, Freddie Redman as uh, Stephen Hawking. So. He has a lot of Oscars on under his belt here, like Oscar and biopics. Throughout the, and biopics throughout the year. So hmm. they definitely okay. got a good they definitely got a good behind the scenes crew, at least writing directing. So Correct. I think I got I, I got some faith in I got some more faith into the story now. Same. Yeah. I have so, a question for you, Matt. Sure. Um what did you think when they cast Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury, even though he'd done Mr. Robot where he's pretty much just monotone and monotone in a hoodie um, well you know, i saw like what did you think of him portraying freddie mercury i i thought the i before it came out before it came out before it came out i don't think i had much of anything to, to think about it um i knew that he was a mr i knew he was a good actor i knew that much so i knew that he could transcend himself to do something else uh, do okay. I, when I finally saw the movie, do I think his performance was like over the top and it deserved an Oscar? Questionable. I'm not saying that it didn't deserve one, but I'm not saying that it did either. So uh, I'm kind of on the on the fence on that because I liked his performance. I didn't I didn't just think it was like amazing, like Oscar worthy. But that's just me. Um, okay. No, because yeah. I was just wondering because I feel like for him it's kind of the same situation as Naomi. Aki. Aki, yeah, in saying that you haven't seen a lot in the sense of like singing and mm-hmm. how she 
would be able to portray Whitney Houston. So I just feel like it's it was very similar with Rami. Yeah, I think you're right on that as well. So they could surprise us. The one the one high thing I do remember from Bohemian Rhapsody is that they did re- the one thing they did really well was like how they did the music, how they portrayed the musical numbers. Like mm-hmm. when they show them on stage for the feed the war feed the world at the end, like that was like an epic performance uh, yeah, at the end of the big. film. But that's maybe there'll be some of that because you know we'll get to see some of Whitney's performances or whatever they try to re- whatever however they try to reenact it. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think you're right. And then also like, uh, I mean, even the photograph, the director there, she like all that movie was very like, uh, what's the like maybe reserved, mm-hmm. like it felt like very personal. So I think that we could also maybe see a more personal story there as well. So um, there's a lot to expect. And so I don't know when it's going to come out. I'm not sure if there's any type of release date or anything like that. But we have casting. So that's a start at the very least. Yeah, I think it says, yeah, they're, they're just in pre-production. So maybe in the next two years we'll probably see this. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, there we go. That's all the news we have for you guys this week. So now we're going to dive into what you're watching. So, Becker, you are, or Ashley, I keep, you're Becker to me. You're not, we, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I call you Becker, too. <laughs> I call you Becker, yeah. It's, uh, I'm just going to call you by your last name. That's, we're not going to try to sugarcoat it here. Um, but, yeah, so you know we're going to start. To. Yeah, we know who you're talking to. <laughs> you, <laughs> Becker. Uh, <laughs> what have you been watching? What have you been watching this week? Well, I just want to say, anytime you call me Ashley, I'm, in my mind, I'm always like, whoa, <laughs> that's so weird. It is weird, so. yeah. I don't know. I keep going back to it. I feel like, um, oh, I'm on this podcast. I got to say your name officially. No, I don't have to. It's, it's Becker. <laughs> okay. What have you been so, watching? Um, what I've been watching is I've been, I discovered, well, I didn't discover. I decided to take a chance on the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it i think it is like the best like competition show ever because they're all so nice they're not like competitive and they help each other and i cry in every episode because i get so sad when people yeah i get so sad when people get like eliminated and so the the most recent season was the only time the person that I wanted to win from, like, the first episode actually wins. Okay. So I'm very proud of myself for guessing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also very happy it was, like, that person. Because I was, like, so... I cried in, like, the season finale. Or, or like, when he won. So I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I cried in, like, every episode. I had a friend call me. And he was like, hello. And I was like, hello. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm watching the Great British Bake Off. He's like, why are you crying? (laughs) But then I explained that the show is so wholesome. So I get really sad when they leave. And so, yeah, I'm all caught up with the Great British Bake Off because it's amazing. I suggest you watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, Becker, when every time, so as you know, because you're a big supporter of our Instagram page at Box Office underscore Bingers, um, (laughs) I... you every Sunday we, we put out to the crowd and we we're like, what have you been watching this weekend? We want to know to see maybe we can. I want to know what everyone else is watching. Maybe we can spark an interest in whatever, whatever the case may be. And for the last, I don't know, month or so, yeah. it's always been the Great British Bake Off. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this show? And I and I and then I, I looked it up one day and I'm like, 
there's eight seasons. No wonder why she's always watching yeah. this show. And then there's and then I look on Netflix and there's multiple versions of this show. I'm looking at yes. the Great British Bake Off Masterclass, the the yeah. beginnings, the holidays edition. Yes. There's a whole the whole thing of it. So what is this show like fully about? Is it just a baking competition show? It is, but it's about they're not professional bakers and they're not allowed okay. to be either. I like I I checked out the application and it says that you can't be a professional baker. Like you can't it's like you're an at-home amateur baker, but you're mm. really good at it. So it's like they get the best bakers in I guess all of the UK and so they just bake for 10 weeks in a white tent and oh they God. get, yeah. So they have like this, um, they have like three different bakes that they have to do. And then the middle one is like, well, the third one is like the hardest one. It's the showstopper, obviously. <laughs> the middle one is the technical. So like, you don't know what you're going to do. And they give them like really they give them, like, super vague instructions on how to bake it, and they, like, get a name, and it's something, like, they've never heard of before most of the time. And then it's, like, they rank them based on the bake, but they don't know who baked it, the judges do. And then the beginning is just, like, the, like, something small that they usually do. But, yeah, it's just, like, a, bun a bunch of home bakers. I believe there's 10, 12? Oh, wow, I forgot. 10 or 12 people in the tent, and then one gets eliminated every week. And, so, and those three rounds are in each episode? Yes. Yeah, okay. And it's always based on that episode, like that weekend, if they get eliminated or not. Like, it's not based on, like, the cumulative, how they've done. It's based on, like, what you did this weekend on these three specific fakes. Like, you could have gotten Star Baker last week and then get eliminated this week if you did really bad. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And so, but it's really good. I love it <laughs> so much. And you said it was it was wholesome. So, like, no yeah. one's yelling at each other. Are there, there, are no. there drama? No There's no drama? No. They become really? best friends. I, like, follow them on Instagram, and they're all, like, best friends. And they all, like, hang out. And they all, like, do hike, social distancing hikes together. <laughs> it is the cutest thing. I literally... That's why it's so wholesome. They're all, like... They all become best friends. Not only that, not only do they become best friends with the season that they're in, but they become best friends with, like, everyone else who's been on the show. And they're wow. all so supportive of each other. It's insane. I... That's why I love it. I think all American shows should be like that, too. It's just so wholesome. And even, like, the hosts, like, the, the contestants will be, like, be, like, crying. They're like, oh, I can't do this. And then the hosts will, like, run over and they're like, you can do this. Like, I believe you. <laughs> so, yeah. So inspired. <laughs> yeah. Like, to help them feel better and tell them, like, yes, you can do this. So, but I now, love it. Are they all bakers now, like after the show? Could they yeah. become a professional baker? They become very successful after the show. What? Um, I don't know if I told you this, but um, the winner of the show, their prize is a cake stand and flowers. Oh, That's okay. their prize. They don't – and just like the recognition of being the winner. But they become so successful afterwards. The, I believe season, oh, I can't remember what season, but there was this one lady who won, and she 
went off to have her own TV show, well, multiple TV shows, her own, um, a lot of them do their own dessert books or like recipe books or cookbooks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously for pastries and desserts and stuff that they do because they bake. Um, And she did the Queen's 90th birthday cake. Oh, wow. Wow. So (laughs) they, they do become very successful, even though like the show doesn't, you know, give them any money or anything, but, or even like any deals. It's just like you get this recognition that people are like, oh my gosh. I, the, I think the show is really, really big over there. And so yeah. whenever people win, it's like, or whenever people are on the show, everyone like goes crazy and like yeah. they want to see them bake and do stuff. So it's... they, they do get really successful. Like if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see that they have like their own books or their own shows or they go on, um, you know, they're like guests on shows. So it's, yeah. it's really good. Like doing it's, their own baking. It sounds like that they're just getting recognition that will get them to other places that they need yeah. to go to. Yeah. 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 It's just it's, like. It sounds, it's interesting. Yeah. It, I love it. I know we spent a lot of time talking about it, but. I just spend as much time as you want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> but we, yeah, we, it makes me cry. <laughs> My friend is like. Show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. No, no. I was going to say that we got to sh- uh, tell this show to Jacqueline. Uh, who we had on the show before, uh, because she loves the drama in reality series shows, and so maybe this could get her into a different type of reality TV because this is essentially what it is. Yeah. No, but she likes. She likes. But but I think she likes the drama. No, I know she likes the drama. I know (laughs) that. (laughs) But I hope she knows that drama on reality TV is fake. I'm sure she does. I'm pretty sure she does. She does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she does. She just loves it. But maybe he's like, hey, look at some wholesome. Uh, reality yeah. TV. Yeah, there you it's go. so wholesome. Like, I can't. Like, it makes me cry. Oh, like I was <laughs> saying, my friend who had called me was like, are you okay? And then one day he asked me if I wanted to be, like, I don't know what he called it, but, like, just, like, someone off to the side, like, ready to go help people if they started crying or, like, if they were, like, super anxious <laughs> or worried. And I was like, that's me. I was like, they don't even have to pay me. I can go. I'll be on the show. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. I was like, yeah, I'll be their emotional support. support. <laughs> I will be there. I promise. Outside but of the COVID like, world, Becker's just going to start running there. It's okay. It's okay. They, they just hired me to I'll be there. Like, I'll hug you. I'll be your hugger. Come here. Come here. It's okay. Well, I do. Now that you mentioned COVID, this last season, they actually shot it during COVID stuff. Oh, really? And they all yes, had masks and stuff? but no. They were all oh. quarantined. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, before that makes sense. In yeah. the duration, the no, in the duration of the entire thing, yeah. they weren't allowed to go home. They stayed in the hotel, and like they could just interact with each other, and their families that like was quarantined with them. Mm-hmm. So they, it was literally them in a bubble for ten yeah. weeks, just baking. Yeah, it's very so similar I to uh, the crazy. NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else you've been watching? Um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I have been, no, I mean, I'll mention one more thing. I've, I, whatever you want. Don't listen to it. Don't let him, don't let him talk you down. You you talk, like what else? (laughs) Like Russia her. She could, could, you go on Becker. You talk about whatever the hell you want (laughs) for as long as you want. It looks like she was wrapping up. If you got more to say, go right ahead. I'm not, I was not trying to rush you. Making me look like the bad guy over here. No, I was going to say, I've been watching um, 
I've been rewatching Psych. Have you heard about mm. it? It's a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on USA. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. This is my third time watching it. Obviously, oh in like the course of, I don't know how long, I watched, first watched this show, I think in like the beginning of high school. But um, I just think it's really funny and it's something nice to like have in the background just because I've seen it. I don't like need to follow along like every right. second of it. But I think it's hilarious, so I recommend anyone looking for a funny show to watch that. But, okay, I've also been watching a bunch of Dylan O'Brien movies. <laughs> Just specifically I, Dylan O'Brien, like, going through his I mean, through his it wasn't repertoire. on purpose, but <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Maze Runner again, and I hadn't seen um, The Death Cure. I had seen Scorch Trials and the first yeah. one, but... I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a death cure because I was like really sad about Dylan O'Brien's injury. And I was like, no, I can't watch it. Because <laughs> I had seen, I had first seen Dylan O'Brien on Teen Wolf when right. it was like still on TV, on MTV. Mm-hmm. I used to go over a friend's house. I remember it was like on a weeknight because I would go over her house after school and like we would watch it together because it would come out, it was like the time when we didn't have streaming services, and it would come out on cable TV, we had to watch it at a specific time with commercials, so... Oh my god, the horror. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) My nieces don't know what commercials are in between shows. Are you serious? Really? (laughs) I'm dead serious. You say the the word, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, one day, um, I complimented my niece's hair, and I was like, wow, you look like one of those girls in the L'Oreal commercial. And she was like, in a what? And I was like, in one of those like shampoo commercials. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh my gosh! You mean the YouTube ads? (laughs) (laughs) You mean the one I watched for five seconds? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, anyways, I saw the Scourge Trials. um, uh, Death Cure. The third... Um, Maze yeah. Runner movie, and I cried like a baby. So, <laughs> yeah, I love Dylan O'Brien ever since um, Teen Wolf, Styles Forever. So, did yeah. did you enjoy the trilogy as as a whole? Because I I really like the I first did. one. Yes, I saw that you said that you were like, oh, the sequels not so much, which yeah. I disagree. Okay. I think the sequels are really good. They're not bad. Opinion. They're not bad. Yeah, I just I think the first one was just for me it was a better story with the little I think it gave you like a little cliffhanger at the end, right? Of the first one if I'm not mistaken. That kind of I wouldn't say it was much of a cliffhanger. It just seems like they were finally leaving. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> yeah. It seemed like they were going on to bigger and better things when, in fact, they were not. (laughs) It just got worse. (laughs) It just got worse. (laughs) It did get worse, like, much, much worse. (laughs) But at least um, the cliffhanger, I feel like they definitely left a cliffhanger on the third one. Where, like, like Thomas, Dylan O'Brien, like, looks at the cure. And it's like yes. he's the cure. When in the they the movie did change some stuff um, from the books because they are books. In the mm-hmm. books, um, there is no cure, which in the movies, like Thomas is the cure. I would have liked to have seen that there. W- I, I think they definitely needed Thomas to be the cure in the movie to do everything that they did. But I would have liked in the movie that there was no cure as well, only because. 
I think it would have shown in like a more impactful way that obviously what Wicked was doing was wrong, you know, experimenting mm -hmm. and torturing children to find a cure, like, uh, like definitely wrong. But like, if there was no cure, Teresa was like, oh, um, I thought I was doing the right thing and I'd totally do it again. You know, I love torturing people to <laughs> find a cure for, for the rest of humanity. That's, that's and I think it... <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and I think it would... It, I just, like, wish in the movie she had that realization. She was like, oh, shoot, I'm a really bad person that I decided yeah. to <laughs> take these people against their will and do terrible things to them, thinking it was for the greater good. I would have right. liked to, like, seen that realization, like, on her face. Like, right. oh, I actually chose the wrong choice decision. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really... It, but that seems like a really big plot point to change. Like, it's like, like that seems like a really big thing from the books to change to the movie. That's kind it's, of bothersome. <laughs> it is big. It is big. Like the fact that there like is no cure, and then yeah. in the movie there is a. First of all, to find a cure for that um, flare disease is huge, because it's like killing everyone. Yeah, but right. I think they needed it. Oh. I also felt like, I know that this movie is two years old, <laughs> but I totally felt like, in the end, Teresa dies. Sorry, spoiler. Sorry. If you You've already seen spoiled it, but it I think you already. both have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read the books. But anyways, um, you know in the Titanic where everyone was like, Jack totally could have been on the, on the door? Yeah. Yes. In the movie, Teresa totally could have jumped on the plane and not have died. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she helps Thomas onto the plane. She looks at him. And then she looks at the building collapsing next to her. And then she turns around. And then she turns back. And I was like, this whole time that you're just looking at everything, <laughs> you could have just hopped on. Like, I was genuinely confused. Everyone was yelling at her to get on. That's the thing. She literally betrays them. But everyone is trying to help save her. The goodness of everyone's hearts except for her. But anyways, um, she could have just jumped. She could have made it. She didn't have to die. But I... Um, I believe she dies in the books, and I guess that's why they wanted her dead in the movie. It, it, it was a dramatic death, uh, yeah. Becker. That, that's what happened. That... I think Newt's was dramatic. Um, Thomas, his real name, Thomas something something, the British guy. Yeah, he was in the Queen's Gambit. Yes, he was. Um, <gasps> oh my gosh. I saw Queen's Gambit. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love how, like, I've, like... Your thought process is amazing because all of a sudden you're just like, oh yes, I remember this one other thing. <laughs> and the Queen's Gambit. Well, I have to say the Queen's Gambit was literally amazing. Like agreed, agreed. I, I, it deserves all the awards. It's probably gonna get if it doesn't get any. Deserved them all anyway. Thought it was great. Anya Taylor Joy is amazing as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was. I think, a, everyone was. I think that's one of the better series that Netflix has put out in a while. I, it I, was I out really of nowhere. It. it was out of nowhere too. I it really was, enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. And I never thought I would like a show about 
mainly chess. about chess. Yeah. So I still bit. don't understand chess, but <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the big thing about that show. You don't need to understand it, but you you enjoyed mm-hmm. it regardless. And that's 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 the beauty of it. I read some interviews and they even said they didn't need to understand what they were doing on the board. They just needed to look like they've been doing it for a long time. Right, that makes sense. Like that they, they knew that. what they were doing, but they didn't have to know what they were doing. Yeah, They're like, they have... I don't even know why I'm moving my pawn to E4. I just need to do it. Like, See, to make okay. it look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And Dudley was in it from Yes, Harry he was. Potter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He... He was uh he's been a lot of Netflix shows. He was in um I didn't know that. Wait, what else yeah, has he, he been in? He was also the villain in uh The Old Guard, which is That's a movie right. on Netflix. And I think he was in he played a small role in something else that I'm having a hard time remember, but it was also on Netflix. So he's been he's been going around a lot. Oh no, no, that's right. He was in uh, that Conan Brothers movie. Uh, that has a really long name in it. It's like a western and a series of shorts, and he was in that oh, too. Oh, the Ballad also of um, Buster Shrugs. Or something that's like it. That. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he had like a small part in that those series of shorts. So I, I think yeah, I think he's definitely found a good home in Netflix. So he's getting more exposure than some of the other mm-hmm. the cast of Harry Potter. Well, I think Emma Watson's pretty up there. Oh yeah, no, no, she's yeah. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no, sure. I'm not, I'm not seeing like the other ones that maybe had a bigger role, but like I think he might be doing more than what Ron is doing at the moment. I could be wrong on I that don't as think well. He's doing anything. Yeah. Honestly. So. Um, but I think but he's yeah. just. I know that he. I I believe he just had a kid. Oh, okay. So, so he's I think on he's just taking it. Yeah, I think he's just taking it. You know, chill. He has a Harry Potter money. He doesn't need to do anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, Anything else you got? Uh, No, that's all for me. All right. Thanks for letting me talk. (laughs) That's the whole reason why we brought you on here, is to talk. (laughs) If you didn't do that, then this would be a very quiet show. Yeah. (laughs) True. Uh, Ernesto, what you got? So, Matt, I finished The Undoing. Yes, finally. Um... So, yeah, the ending was garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're going to put a, I'll put a, we'll put a spoiler disclaimer for it. Becker, do you mind if we spoil the show a little bit? No, I'm not even sure what it is. So it's Fantastic. The Undoing. Great. So it's The Undoing with Hugh Grant, Noah Jupe, Donald Sutherland, and Nicole Kidman. It's a, it's basically wow. like a, mer- it's basically, yeah, it's, see, off rip, it's like, wow, it's got some great, get, great actors yeah. in there. Yeah. Everything is great up until the very, very end. Right. Like, so everybody suspects the husband of it. But then, like, the, you know, we go through this whole rigmarole of him not being it. Just for him to be the killer at the end. Like, <laughs> I felt like you could have literally taken the story in a whole different direction. Like, you we could you could have just let us know it was him from the beginning. And we could have did, I don't know. I felt like we could have done more to make it more appealing. It, it just, if it was a huge, it was a huge, huge letdown. Yeah. Like, what would have been intense is to see that death scene, like, in the second or third episode. And it maybe we know, the audience knows that he's the killer, but then maybe it's about like him trying to deceive everybody. Like they literally could have taken the show in a whole other direction. That would have been ten times better. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. And that, I really want to talk about it last week with you. I know I finished it before, but yeah, it 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 just feels underwhelming. 
And like yes. and like I told you last week, Megan just got up and said, "Well, that was a six hours. I'm not going to get back," um, <laughs> be, be, because uh, you just have this this uh, the like. There's so many better endings that you came in your head about. Like you you decided that this was it, or and like and you're also going through this process of like who actually you know killed this woman, and the the show did a great job. Of, of getting us to this point to make us think and like all these different theories to go back around to be like oh no it, it was it was the dad it, it was it was it was the guy you think it is this whole time it was like oh well that's anticlimactic a little bit it really was that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it was but uh yeah <laughs> it was bad <laughs> uh did you got did you uh what was your best well who did you think it was because I had an idea who who I thought it was. If it wasn't it was, the dad, I thought it was the son. The son, he, okay. Because when he came out with the hammer, I was like, oh, well, maybe it was the son. Maybe he, you know, he kind of has that same kind of lying sociopathic tendencies that his dad showed when he was younger. But right. instead of him, it came out a little bit older because he saw them flirting with each other. But he still wanted to protect his dad. And that's why he grabbed it. To, that's why he used it, and then he just told them that he washed it. And right. He wa- he washed it to hide the evidence. I I honestly thought it was the best friend uh, of uh, uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, the, okay. The lawyer, because yes. like I, because like I mean, I mean, even Megan called it. It was all written on the walls there, and even there was a line that Hugh Grant said. He's like, has there been any other women that you slept with? And she, and he was like, just one other. And from at that mm. point on, I'm like, oh, who's the other woman? Because the other woman might have seen them, you know, colluding and continuing a separate affair. And That's then true. she got jealous and then committed the act. And then maybe Hugh Grant was trying to cover it up because he like he loved the other woman as well. And I was, and it was like everything was there. And then like. Nicole Kidman was going to her um, that, like, hey, I have these thoughts and feelings about, you know, my husband. And then she was getting insider information that she ended up telling the other lawyer because they were best friends. It was all there, Ernesto. It yeah. was all there. And they didn't do anything with it. What what would have been better is if they would have kept the direction they, they, they did. But at the end, somehow maybe he would rush at them in anger and I would have just liked for them to light him up. Like cops yeah. from both sides just blowing holes <laughs> in him. It's like, oh, good. Man. That's what he deserves. But you don't understand, right. Becker. They showed like how he killed his lover and it was it was that scene was really intense. Yeah. Like you literally see him like like they show the camera up at him and he he's just back like no expression on his face. Just but watching why? the ham why did he kill her? Uh, that's know? a good question. I think he's just because he was a psychic, psychic, psycho, psycho, psychopath. Yeah, it was a psychopath. But yeah. but it was only that I think because she had already they had already had a baby together. He had a baby with this woman out of wedlock. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh, whoa. wasn't they? Didn't they um, break? They were somebody was break. He was breaking it off. That's what it was. Right. He was and... going to break it off, and then she got mad and she char and she came at him with it. And he's like, you gonna fucking hit me? And he grabbed it out of her hand, and he's oh like, you're not. God. He's like, you're not gonna leave. And then he just first he smacks her head against the cement wall like several right. times, <gasps> and then when he hits her on the ground, and he goes, no, that's what it was. He and hit he her. Thought against, about it. Yeah. He hit her against the wall first, and then he went to walk away. And he goes, you're never gonna leave. 
or you're never going to leave me or whatever. And so then then when he goes to walk out, she grabs a mallet and then she charges at him. He grabs it out of her hand and then he smacks her to the ground and then he gets on top of her and then bashes her brains in and then yeah. goes home and then and goes home to lay down with his wife. <laughs> yeah, like, like as if nothing happened. Then he left yeah. the next morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you see, I feel like, you know, it's even hard to try to figure out why he did that in the first place. Which was equally as underwhelming because they never justified it fully why he did what he did. I mean, they gave us a, a no, reason, it but like he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. It, it sounds yeah. like he just snapped. He's like, well, like, yeah. you know, you're not you're not gonna ruin my life. You're not gonna ruin my life. So right, I think there's I a defense in court that you can use that like someone did it in like a heat of the moment thing. Crime of like, oh. crime, crime of passion. Yeah, a crime of passion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah either way a little underwhelming for uh, otherwise good show i think great i think great build up terrible execution yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and and so hopefully the maybe the new show that he's working on with uh with nicole kidman and melissa mccarthy that we talked about in the bonus uh episode they're doing a show together on hulu hopefully that will come across a little bit better than how this one ended yeah, well, maybe the reception of this, he's mm. like, well, maybe I got to work on. It's like I got it, I got us all the way there, but maybe I just yeah. need to focus on the ending just a little bit more. What, Ernesto? Then you said that you had, um, you know, you said you watched Big Little Lies and you had a similar reaction to it. Like you liked the first season, but the second one didn't live up. He's the creator of that too. Yeah, yeah, but I liked it. I wasn't as underwhelmed as I was with The Undoing. Like, I, okay. Big Little Big Little Lies, I just felt like it was coming a little bit soap opery, but the mm. story, but the story is still pretty interesting. Still good. Okay. All like right. I would, like I would come back. I'm gonna come back for season three if and when it comes back. Okay. Fair enough. What uh, else you got? Um, I started. So I told you I've been on a Donald Glover kick. So yeah. I started Atlanta on. Uh, it's streaming on Hulu right now. It is so good. Really? Def. I mean, completely different from what he did on Community. So let me just say that outright. But this is a show that he created. He created it. Um, he's written episodes. He's even he's even directed ep- certain episodes. And I get that feeling like when you watch Jason Bateman direct an episode mm. of Ozark, like you can tell that it's theirs. Like you can you can just feel it when you're watching it. Like there's just something different about it, and it's so so good. I've already finished the first season. Um, started on the second season, and I do think they've already been renewed for a third season that's coming okay. this year on 2021. Nice, but. It's uh, it's pretty raunchy though. Like if it's a lot, it's a lot of black comedy. Like if you're not comfortable with people saying the n word and stuff like that, like then it's probably not the show for you. Like, <laughs> like it's just very dark, very in your face. But I think it's I think it's hilarious. Okay. Um, I also oh, and one of the main characters is Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. He's one oh, of he's main, he's the main character. Yeah, it's it's Donald Glover, Lakeith Stanfield. And um, uh, I think his name is Tyree Henry Brown. Uh, you've seen him in a you've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, they're great. Lakeith Stanfield is great. He's he's I love everything he does. That was a nice little added bonus. Come hopping onto the show. Okay. Um, I've also I've continued to watch Big Mouth. It's it's still pretty funny. It's still like a like a raunch you know those raunchy animated comedies. Um, but it's great. They they try to throw a message about these kids growing up. Uh, it's not. I will say that this season is not as good as the previous seasons. 
Okay. Like I'm so like you know you're watching it and it's just it feels like it's like like the energy is just like not quite there yet. Yeah, it's not it's not hitting the right it's not hitting the same uh, like feels that the other seasons I've given you. Yeah, like I I don't know maybe because like I've already watched the first two seasons so I kind of know what to expect. So maybe right. the things that were so outlandish in the beginning just kind of seem second nature now. Kind of feels like oh well that's what this show is known for. So I should kind of expect that. But I mean, nonetheless, it's not too bad. And I think this last one, I think me and you both share. Um, I did get to watch the Selena film um, after I okay. finished the series. Um, but the movie was great. I felt like the movie is a great... After watching the se- the whole first season of the series, I felt like it's a great complement to the show. Like Because it, it doesn't... like You watch both things and you get... You get different parts of the story. You get a little right. bit of this. You get some of the big pieces, but I mean, the whole, the movie is basically about her her love with Chris and how that came about, and then obviously leaving up to her death. Right. Ashley, you had something. <laughs> I did. I did have something. I um. There's gonna be a part two coming to the series. So well, there has there kind of there kind of has to be. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, no, there there is there. there is. It's already all shot too, but. Yeah, I knew there was a part two as well. Well, actually, I didn't know that there was a part two when it was first released. I thought this was going to be a limited series, but then I found out there was a part two, and I found that that was a little strange because why didn't you just make because each 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 one of these episodes are like only 30 40 minutes yeah and so like why don't you make an hour long episode and make it nine episodes instead of splitting it into two parts and and also to your point becker if you said it was already filmed then why not just release it all at once i don't understand why putting it in two parts space it out let it breathe i mean i guess we'll we'll get it we can get into it when we get into it yeah yeah yes Uh, like Um, you said i also watched the movie as well so i will talk about it when we get to it um, but I did think when I watched the movie, like I watched certain parts and then I finally I was like, man, I wonder like if because did you when you watched the movie, what did you think about when his when Chris trashed a hotel? Like I wasn't sure if that was real. Like so I look I actually looked it up. And yes, that when he did that, he actually trashed a hotel in L.A. Um, so he actually didn't watch the movie until 20 years later. I found an oh, article. Wow. Yeah, I found an article um, from the Huffington Post saying that he finally watched the movie 20 years later, that when the movie premiered, he wa- he was there, but he watched it with his eyes closed. So, oh, the, so the article I mean, just... It was his... Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Like, it's it's his life on there, too. Life yeah. and wife on there. Yeah. And it, it wasn't long. They didn't wait too long after she passed away no, to she, do that movie so she died, he must she died have been in 95 hurting. yeah she died in yeah, 95 they came out in 97 and the movie came out in 97 he, yeah oh wow I don't think, that's really you know great. i don't think he could like that hurts that i don't hurts. know like obviously that's not selena and the movie like you know actually her but it's someone portraying her and it's like she's gone so so but the, yeah it is true yeah. yeah. In the in the article he does, he points out he talks about certain scenes and one of them he talked about the um the scene in uh the scene where they're um where they trash a hotel and he mentions that that actually happened. Another one I thought was interesting is he says that they could have made the scene where they're sitting there eating pizza together for the first time, like they could have made that more impactful. He said that was the first time that they actually said I love you to each other. 
Mm. So I thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, the movie was great. I still love the movie with Jennifer Lopez. Um, yeah, that's uh, other than the series, that's all I got, Matt. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, I, I I'll talk about the movie once we when we talk about the series. Um, mm-hmm. But just as a quick tease, there, Ernesto. As of right now, and I feel like this is this might be a very unpopular opinion. But I like the series a little bit more than I like the movie. Uh, but mm, I, we'll get in. I will yeah. second you on that, Matt. Okay. All right. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So yeah, yes and yes and no. I do agree okay. with you, but I also don't agree with you. Okay. We'll, All right. We'll, we'll get we'll get into it when we talk about Selena. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just a little tease there. So, uh, but what I've been watching was. Um, so Ernesto, are, do you you remember when I did those virtual online screenings a while back yes. ago? Like I participated in one of them. Well, not only did I participate in one this week since we last recorded, I participated in two. Oh, uh, yeah. So one of the newer releases that just came out is a movie called Songbird. It's produced by Michael Bay, and it stars uh, Becker. I think you're a fan of this person. I could be wrong, absolutely wrong. Uh, but is uh, I think it's K.J. Appa, who is... Uh, oh, yeah, from Riverdale. From Riverdale. He plays Archie from Riverdale. And then yeah. also Sophia Carson, who plays... She's in the She's Disney like from Channel the Descendants. Movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my and nieces so- love Descendants. Sophia Carson, that's her name, right. And, yeah. And so, yeah. So those two star in it. And I'm going to read you the bio. And, and here it is. In 2024... A pandemic ravages the world and its cities, centering on a handful of people as they navigate the obstacles currently hindering society. Disease, uh, martial law, quarantine, vigilantes. Uh, This is basically a movie that takes place four years later and COVID is still a thing. They're calling this, because there have been different strains throughout the year, COVID-23. So obviously we are familiar with COVID-19. This is COVID-23. And to make a long story short, this is not a movie we need to see right now. <laughs> <laughs> this this is when 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 you're in the midst of a pandemic, the last thing you want to see is a movie about how it gets worse in the next couple of years. Does so, it like is it too real? It... <laughs> Or does it, like, say that we become, like, this utopian, dystopian kind of t- society? Yes. Or is it not? The, yeah. Yes to both of your both of your questions. Yes, it's a little too mm-hmm. real. And, and yes, it does present a, a like, a, a kind a of future... A, a little dystopia, futuristic dystopia. It's only four years later, uh, but we're still dealing with it. Like, I thought there were some interesting aspects about it. One of them was that they have, like, uh, they have people what's called, um, that are, are immune to it, and they're called munis. And, uh, <laughs> that's the same in the Maze Runner. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, and so I guess there's some cues there. Uh, Craig Robinson is a, a person who leads a delivery service, and they have people on bikes and who are immune to the virus, and they kind of go around and ship packages to everybody. And... Um, they have like these chambers that is attached to all these different houses and you put the box in it. It does UV ray like the box and then cleans it off. And then, and then the other person is going to open the door on the other side and then they can have the package. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, but overall, it was just a movie that, like, there was no hope at the end of it. It was just, like, a, a grim, like, future. It's like, well, I don't want to watch a movie about a grim future. That's just, like, from where we already are right now. And, you know, people are still quarantined. And if you if you catch the virus while you're in quarantine, then you put into these different zones, like these quarantine zones that, like, felt like it was different camps that people hated to go to. I don't know. It, it felt... Like, if you're going to make a movie about that right now, especially, like, this movie was made during the pandemic, on top of that. So, there are some aspects into it where some of these actors, they never physically share a scene together, um, like, you know, face-to-face. So, like, this was definitely a COVID-safe movie as far as behind-the-scene goes, because I'm sure most of these actors are just acting by themselves, and they're talking to nothing, and then they're just using editing to put all this stuff together. Um, but at the same time, it just seemed like a, they also threw in a love story in there and there was also a side story that had nothing to do with the main plot, but they kind of forced it in there toward the end. And I don't know, it it just wasn't like, I I checked out about halfway through. I'm like, all right, (laughs) I, I, I see where we're going with this and I'm not a fan. You said it was a Michael Bay film. It was, he produced it. Oh, okay. I was wondering yeah. if you saw any scenes from Transformers or the <laughs> repackaged in there again. <laughs> yeah. Um, the director... A Decepticon. Uh, he, I, I, you know what? If they threw if they threw Transformers in there, it would have been a way better movie. <laughs> I've been like, Optimus Prime, wait a minute, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Optimus Prime, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, yes, that's a yes. story I can get behind. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like it was a necessary movie right now. Like, if you gave us this movie maybe three years later, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe when we're all past this, uh, you know, this pandemic, and people can look back at what it could have been, maybe I can see it faring well. But like, this is like months after when we're all in quarantine, and someone had this idea and ran with it, and it wasn't good. Like, it was it was barely a hopeful ending, and I didn't care for it. So, um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, I also saw a movie that's currently, you can watch this on Amazon Prime, called Archive. Um, it's one of those movies that came out on demand that eventually got to streaming. Um, I couldn't tell you who's in it, because they're not notable actors. But the movie, <laughs> uh, but the, not nothing bad about it, I just don't know anyone's name. The, 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 to say, if I say it, I don't think either one of you will remember. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. You might know this guy. He plays... Uh, his name is uh, Theo James. and he I do, from Divergent. The, there you go, yes. The main love interest from Divergent. So my, my apologies to Theo James, the one person you might know. Um, but yeah, he was in it, and he's basically... Um, he's a scientist, or maybe an engineer or sorts. And he's like... He got, his job got sanctioned him over to Japan. And uh, he's building like these robots... And then he's trying to, like, so he has, the in this, like, not-too-distant future, there's technology where you can hold the consciousness of a loved one or someone who had passed away two years after their death. Hmm. And, and so he is trying to build a robot that can hold the consciousness of his deceased wife and then last longer than two years. Interesting. So that's the premise. I don't want to give anything else away. Um, it says it takes place during the year 2038, if that makes anything. Uh, there were some plot lines that were, again, not needed for this movie. But ultimately, 
it, it was intriguing enough to to uh, to see this kind of play out. So it's available on Amazon Prime if you're interested there. Um, I also saw. Um, I'm kind of diving into the Christmas movies right now, mm-hmm. and there was one Christmas classic I've never seen before, and I don't know if you guys have seen it either. Uh, Love Actually, have you seen yes. those? It's been a long have time. You seen? Yeah, I watched it for the first time uh, what did this you year. Think? I I don't understand the hype around this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the hype either, but I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I it's, like it. It's fine. But when, but when you like every year when you like oh whip out the Christmas movies like oh man I can't wait to watch Love Actually I don't see it. But isn't it? It's like a. It's it's not a it's not a Christmas movie. It's just set during Christmas time. From what yeah, I, was, from what I don't I watch Love Actually. The first time I saw Love Actually it was not during um, Christmas time. Yeah, but isn't that? But what it is most considered of- a Christmas movie. Yeah, I think so. I think if it, if it if the same as people argue that Iron Man three or Die Hard is a Christmas movie, the same vein. Iron Man three is a Christmas movie. I've never heard that before. Becker, keep up. Come on, man. It takes place <laughs> during Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> but Come I on. never considered that's mm. not a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, most for the most part, it isn't. But it takes place during Christmas time, and the that same doesn't be... make it a Christmas movie. I don't think we need to go into this conversation of what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie because we could be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> I think if um, they show, so if they show like a reef or a tree, even in one scene, that's it. It's a Christmas movie. They showed some form of Christmas, so yeah. it must be a Christmas movie. It must be a Christmas movie. Yes. Um, I mean, that's isn't that the same with Die Hard? I mean, a lot of people say that's a Christmas movie, but a lot of people you know, go on the defense saying it's not. I've never I, seen I, Die I, Hard. You never yeah, seen I mean, Die I, Hard? No. You no. know what? I might have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the debate. It's, Love actually apparently is considered as a Christmas movie. It does take place during Christmas time. Um, but I, I think there's actually even a, a lead up to it. It's like certain days till Christmas. I think it even has it in the, in the dialogue. Okay. It is considered a Christmas movie. I yeah. I watch it whenever, but <laughs> yeah, I I think I I just didn't care for it ultimately. I just like I mean I I liked it. There I like that iconic moment from Rick Grimes with the with the postcards or like the cue cards that he has mm-hmm. and he keeps bringing it down. Like that's like that's the iconic scene, which I guess it's it's nice in the movie, but like it, it it's very similar to maybe this this is the movie that kind of started it, but like Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. And Mother's Day. Those came Day. out before Love Actually. No, those those came out after. Those came out after. Oh, Love oh Actually. yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it yeah. has all. It's all the same story. Where like, here's yeah. a holiday, and all these different stories are taking place, and you're following all these different characters, and then you later find mm-hmm. out that they're somehow connected in some way, shape, or form, or they know each other, or one person knows this person, and yeah, it's the same thing. I just, I just don't see the big hype. Because I watched it because of the hype. I'm like, there's a lot of Christmas classics I've never seen before. And so I wanted to watch it, and I didn't understand why this was considered a classic Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. And then last night, the last movie that I saw um, was called Greenland with Gerard Butler. And this was supposed to come out early this year, but uh, it got delayed, obviously. So it got it has a release date of December 18th, and it's going to be available on demand and in theaters. 
and um, that's the second virtual screening or online screening that I took part of. And it was actually really good. If you like disaster movies, uh, like 2012, mm-hmm. if that's like your jam, it's essentially the same thing, just a different disaster. In this case, it's a comic, like a, a, a extinction-level comet that's coming to destroy humanity, like a natural disaster. And uh, they follow Gerard Butler and his family to try to survive it. That's pretty much the gist of it. And I thought it was pretty good. I was engaged from beginning to end. And it's just like your, your, your average, uh, you know, thriller, um, suspense, is he going to make it out of the situation movie. Mm. So if you like any of those, then this is the movie for you. Because I, I think it's pretty good. I think it rivals. I mean, for me, I really enjoyed 2012. I don't know about you, Ernesto, I but I like, I like 2012. So. Yeah, that's a good one. So if you like that, I think you'll like Greenland. And so, and it has Gerard Butler in it, and he's like, I don't know, I feel like he's up there with Liam Neeson, where just like, put him in a random <laughs> action movie about something, and he's going to do the best job he can with it. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much what he is. Uh, but anyway, that, that's all I've been watching, with the, obviously with the Selena series and the movie as well. Uh, so anyway, let's, let's dive into it. Let's, let's talk about this series. Um, Becker, you were the person to say, hey, you guys should review this. And now we're doing it because of you. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's 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 get into it. What did you think of Selena the series? I really liked it. There was a lot of things I guess that I didn't know about her, and like her, I guess because part one is mostly about like her pre-fame, pretty much like pre yes. to her peak. So, um, I didn't know a lot about her childhood and like that. I didn't realize that, you know, her dad or their dad was the one that was like, let's do this band, but not like, oh, you guys should do a band. He was like, let's do this. So like, he was the one that like pushed them to be where they got to be. Um, so I didn't know that. I also, I genuinely genuinely did not know that she just did not speak Spanish at all and that she sung um, phonetically like she learned how to sing phonetically in Spanish mm-hmm. which I had sincerely had no idea I was like shook when I saw that and I told my mom and she was like what and I was like yeah she was like whoa that's crazy and I was like <laughs> yeah it is I, I wasn't expecting that so I feel like I learned a lot from the series at least in part one we'll see how part two is but yeah and I feel like it was mostly true in the sense because I know that they didn't put anything kind of bad about um Selena's husband Chris Mm -hmm. like yeah with the whole I know if I'm not mistaken I believe he like he had gotten a DUI and like he did that hotel room thing where like they partied and um which kind of would make it confusing as to why the dad would be, like, so um, against them being together. But I'm also happy that they portrayed him, like, in a nice way. Because yeah. it's like, it was her husband. And um, I know that one of the... I had read about it. And I know that one of the dad's fears was that he was just with her for the money. And because he knew that she was gonna be rich and and 
he wrote a book about Selena. I can't remember the name of it, but he had said that one of the things that he had told her was that like even if you want to quit singing, like I want to be with you, like no matter what. So like right. he wasn't with her for the career, for the money, for the fame. So I think that it was nice how they portrayed him, but I do think it was kind of odd that they didn't put like anything bad that he did because it like it it is part of the story and yeah, which I think the movie did a better part in showing that. Because um, there was even, I had read that there was even a time that once Selena found out that he was like drinking and doing all this stuff, she was upset. She like wanted to break up with him. And I believe that they did, but they had gotten back together. Right. And so, um, yeah, and I don't know. I, sorry, go. No, no, I was going to say that, you know, the, the series kind of ended with that with that point of like there was a break in the relationship so as far as the series goes we don't know what else happens after that they kind of left us hanging on that particular relationship where the movie did you know they they lingered a lot on that particular relationship for sure they did i think i don't know i feel like i learned more in the series just like about selena I, mm-hmm. If you, like, compare it, you you see so much of her just, like, she just exuded this, like, hap- like this joy, this hat, like, she was just so happy, like, just to do what she was doing, and, like, yeah. her designing, we got to see more of, like, her designing clothes, and, like, that's, she really loved to do that, and we got to see her and her mom and her sister, like, doing the clothes. We got to see the relationship between her and her sister a little more. I just feel like we got to see more of Selena in yeah. the series rather than the movie. Not to say that the movie was bad. It was good. But I just feel like with the series, they definitely went more in-depth with Selena's character and just, like, who she was as a person, which I really like. I don't know. It was nice to see. And it, I don't know. It was just, and how they grew, too, because they were struggling as yeah. a little family in the beginning there. But I don't think we saw a big part of that in the movie. They definitely touched on it. But I just feel like we definitely got to see more of Selena and her family like, including, like, her brother and her sister, which were also in the band. Right, so yeah. So, I, I liked that. You definitely get more, and, and obviously, because when you're in a TV series, you have more opportunity to tell more of the story. And yeah. if we're comparing the two, you definitely see that you got to hear, you got to see more of the family. That, that That's the biggest thing I see, the, the big difference is that they spend a lot of time focusing on the you know uh ab and suzette. and suzette like you you get to you actually get to know their story as well as the abraham and what the mother feels and then selena's also there as well and like it, it feels more of a family story than it is a selena story uh yeah. in what the series is um ernesto what were your thoughts like yeah first reactions to it very similar to where you guys you guys feel like the i thought the show was great um, I did like seeing all these little moments with the entire family. Um, I thought it was kind of funny, Matt, 
um, when Abraham's talking to his family and they're talking about contracts and he's like, what's the word we don't like to see? And they all like in perpetuity. It, yeah. Like when I saw that, it kind of offhandedly, it just reminded me of the whole like Dave Chappelle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like so even like musicians dealing with issues with contracts from record labels. Um yeah, the, I mean, the series, I liked hearing the backstory of some of the songs. I thought that was really cool to see exact, like, to go through the motions, to see how they actually were able to craft and come up with some of the songs that they did, that it wasn't just like, oh, here's our next song, here's our next song. Mm-hmm. Like, really focusing on A.B. and, like, the struggles he went through to try to mm-hmm. come up with a lot of these songs and seeing Suzette, you know, struggling with being a female drummer because it's not because it wasn't a thing for females to do yeah Yeah. and then you get that moment where she's outside of the concert and in the build-up you see you think this girl is excited to go see selena but really she's excited to go see suzette as a drummer and then you know you get that moment where suzette gives her the drumsticks like you know she passes on her passion to her and i think i feel like that was the moment in her life that she wanted to show us like when she felt it was okay for her to be a drummer like that maybe that's when she became into like full acceptance of what was going to happen so i i mean the show did really great to give us these moments like the black and white cover when she when they saw that she had dye on her neck i looked it up online like it's a real thing like that's actually what happened she dyed her hair the day of the shoot and you can see the dye on her neck in the in the album cover right um you know we get the introduction so matt a question for you did you see the series first or did you see the movie first i saw the series first i actually saw the movie uh, earlier today so So, like yeah so at the end when they introduced yolanda what did you think what was your what was your initial perception of her when she was first introduced when she when you were introduced to her in the series at the very end not did you know who she was no, I didn't. So like, uh, we talked we talked a little bit this last week because Estevan, our previous guest, he said that he watched the series and he had his thoughts. And you guys said that you don't want to because I didn't know how she died in in real life. I just mm-hmm. know that she oh, did. Wow. I, didn't, I, I didn't know how or yeah. what happened. I just know that she did. Um, so that was revealed for me in the movie because in the series we didn't get to that point. Uh, so to answer your question, in the series when we get introduced to Yolanda, it was very brief short and it was just abraham saying we need uh we just need a someone to manage a fan club that's all he said and then suzette was on the phone with i didn't even know her name uh, up until the movie um that Wolanda was like hey you know i'm willing to do this fan club and then suzette's like it's a lot of work and she's like no i can handle it us here in the community we love her and all that stuff and that was it that's all we had and later finding out that the series was teasing her to be a bigger role in part two than we than than I ever than I realized. I thought this was just a shorthand scene of like, okay, they're getting big, someone's gonna be, you know, doing their fan club. That's that that was my initial thought of it. Later that I found out that in the movie, toward the end of the movie I realized that it was a bigger deal. Um, like I feel like that, oh, I because they, they spent a lot of time with Yolanda in the movie. So I mm-hmm. felt like that, okay, something's odd that's happening i feel like that she has something to do with uh, selena's death and sure enough which i did not know into the movie that she was the one that actually killed her um yeah. so that was kind of in me it, for me anyway it was kind of shocking to see that that's how she, she unfortunately passed away so 
I don't, it's not that I, I don't like the movie better. It's kind of hard for me to compare them because yeah. if you think about, like, I watched the movie, like, almost when it, like, pretty much when it came out and prior to, I, you know, I had previously listened to Selena's music, so I was somewhat invested. So when that movie came out, it was, it was very intense. Like, everybody watched it. It was very sad. People would cry when they watched it because, I, I mean, we didn't have the series. So I do, right. I like the series more only because you obviously, you're getting way more backstory into her life. Like, the movie's long. The movie's two hours long, but they yeah. still, but you feel like watching it now and after watching the series, I feel like, man, like, I feel like they left, a, I feel like there's so much left out of the story. Like, we're yeah. only getting yeah. like a snippet of the story, but back then, you didn't have this other prior knowledge. You know what I mean? So I guess maybe now that the series is out, maybe the film kind of doesn't hold up as much, especially if part two comes out and they basically tell the rest. They're going to tell a longer form rest of the story. I don't think it's going to undermine the movie, but I don't think the movie will be as relevant as a TV series will be. Mm, that's a good way of looking at it. I agree. Yeah. Because the Selena, the series is, like you said, it, it, I just, it's much more in depth. The only thing is, is that um, Yolanda, she was the one who approached abraham or i don't know who she approached but she approached them to do a fan club it wasn't really that they approached her mm. so well i'm not sure if the series i'm not sure if the series solidified either or we just like uh, I, I, from from what i remember abraham was like we need a fan club and then the next thing we see is suzette talking to somebody to said that they would do it or maybe that she got a name of someone mm-hmm. that said would do it i'm not entirely i don't remember who did the first initial act of how they got involved yeah. with Yolanda? I feel like they teased it because at first yeah, you get Abraham is sitting at the table and he's like, oh, you know, we have to we're going to have to hire somebody to take care of all this fan mail. And then it wasn't until the last episode when he mentions, hey, he has her name on a card and then he hands it to Suzette and then Suzette has a phone call with her. Right. I mean, we I don't know. It's and it's weird because like we have two different mediums. The father produced the movie. And Suzette has, is producing the TV show, and yeah. they're telling, and they're talking about the same exact moment, but then they're telling it in in different ways. <laughs> right. I I didn't know that the father produced the movie and and Suzette produced the series. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Suzette's one of the main EPs on the show, and then I actually didn't know about the movie, but it wasn't until I was watching the uh, the opening and closing credits that I saw his name listed, um, Abraham Quintanilla, as a um, EP. As an EP. Do you know if he has any involvement with the series? Um, I don't. I don't off the top okay. of my head. Only one I know for sure is Suzette. Yeah, I think it's just Suzette, honestly. Okay. Be- and so obviously was... she's. No, sorry. She, she, continue, man. You no, know, it, it was like she was getting a more. It makes sense why we're getting. It feels like we're getting a more personal story. Um, with the mm-hmm. series because obviously the, Suzette was there, and got to see those intimate moments of maybe she. You can tell that she wanted to be, you know, a fashion. Like we got a lot more about fashion and than designer. I ever knew, and designer yeah. than I she, ever knew. She she did all of yeah. her own clothes. Yeah. Like all Which, of her iconic outfits, like she did that. And and like she and I think there was a good episode. Um, a- Abraham Jr. was an executive producer on the series, 
So a, I think AB. A, a, so AB. So yeah. So the both the brother and the sister. Yeah. The, from, I didn't I'm know looking, that AB was involved. I knew that Suzette was. I'm just looking at the IMD real, real quick, and I don't see Abraham's involvement, but I do. I do see Suzette and AB. So there you go. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think there was a really good episode where they were like doing the photo shoot, and and she was happy. Like like Selena was very excited about like getting involved in the um like, like what she was gonna wear mm-hmm. right for, for like was it was just a photo shoot album cover music video it was for stuff. the album cover yeah, album that's cover. right and like they did a really I, th- I felt like they did a really good job of showcasing how she kind of got underwhelmed or like realized of like how much control she didn't or wasn't going to have uh when that was like the big thing she was focused on more so than actually producing the music where ab was more uh focused on that part yeah, I don't know if that part was true, because I looked it up, and I read that, obviously don't know which is true, but mm-hmm. I read that Selena was actually the one who suggested that outfit, and that the dad was the one who didn't want it, because he, it was like a, like a tube top bralette type of thing, yeah. and he, yeah, <laughs> and and he didn't want, you know, the the. I think like her stomach was showing, and I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently she was the one that wanted it, and like she was the one that was okay with it, and Abraham wasn't. Don't know if it's true, but that's what I read. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think overall, like I. I just felt like, I mean, maybe because I watched this series first, and Ernesto, mm-hmm. I think y- you made a good point that this, you know, this, the movie was, was made uh, Two years, years after she, two year, and yeah. it was made two years after she died. Yeah, two well, years was, after it she was, died. It was released two years after she died. So, so that means... They started shooting, like, almost, like, right after. <laughs> yeah. Like, right after she died, they must have, they must have wrote the script right after she died. It had to have been almost immediately. Then they yeah. had to cast, yeah. and then you take about three to six months to shoot, and the rest of the time to edit. So yeah, edit. Yeah. yeah, you figure two years—that's about right. That's crazy. almost immediately. And I, I don't know what the reception was back then of like, did they figure it was too soon, or they, you know, since the father, you know, produced it, like he wanted to have that immediate, like, I want, I want, you know, people not to forget, like, it, yeah, the money, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, capitalizing it's on it. capitalizing on on the death, unfortunately. And I know a lot of like bad things were said about the father, um, like the real life, you know, Abraham. But in the movie and in the series, they and then uh, as we now learn that it was produced by different members of the family, I, I it almost feel like that both versions showcase that he was stern and stubborn, but also there was a heart in there. And he was all about doing the best for his family. Correct. And I, I feel like both mediums, the movie and the show, did a good job of showcasing that he was doing what he did for the family and less for personal gain, but also maybe both. Yeah, I I would have to agree with you. The only, I just felt like the movie obviously showed him in a much in a little bit of more adult in darker light where i felt as a sheet the show and being that it's rated tv tv pg like i got where i get where estevan was telling us last week when he said it's kind of had like a hallmark feel to it right like i totally Wait, which had a hallmark feel like the, the series, series the series 
because it was just very you know it's like it's very light like everything i don't know it just felt very happy it felt like a very happy telling of the story even when there were serious things going on like I don't know if Abraham felt like the the Spanish TV dad who just happened to. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I got from him. Not to take away from it, but it was. I, I felt like they're telling the story, but in a much more lighthearted fashion. Yeah, and, and also it didn't like. I, I feel like the movie focused a lot about the relationship where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The series didn't. Um, it, well, it I feel like about, not yet. That's true. That's fair. That's true. Like we uh, to, to to some credit for the series and between the movie like. There was, uh, we're not, we don't, we don't have the whole story yet. So it, I, I feel like, I think I made like a bookmark in my head of like where I know the story, like where the, where the series left off. And I think there was still about maybe an hour to 50 minutes left in the movie that the show left off on. Yeah. Well, I feel like the show is almost like, at least part one is almost like a semi prequel to the movie. Because mm. it's like we get a lot more of the before the movie. And like before right. Selena's, when she's, you know, getting up there, getting pretty famous. But I do feel like the movie is more from the father. I feel like it's more from the father's point of the view. Because the opening right. scene of the movie is about his performance with the mm, Dinos. Yeah. And they're yeah. getting turned away from from that from that one place, and then they get they get kicked out they get kicked out of that other bar. But like you don't mm-hmm. hear about that you don't hear about that in the TV series. So no. like why is that in a story about your daughter? Why is the opening scene? <laughs> no, for real. Why is yeah. the opening scene you singing with three other guys when that could have clearly been told in a flashback? Or even in passing, you know, he mentions it to her when she he's, you know, he's singing to her when they're playing and he's like, oh, I remember I got kicked out. of Like, you literally could have just told us that right now. Yeah. And I and I didn't need to see you. Like, why do I need right. why do I need the production of seeing you perform at those two places? Like, if the story is about your daughter, the movie's already two hours long. That could have cut out easily cut out 10 minutes of the movie. Well, the movie started off with Jennifer Lopez singing. I think the opening number was like one of the famous songs. Oh, and then I think you're right. But then yeah. it immediately cuts. Well, to it, immediately it, cuts to that. It, yeah. it's them. It's them in the dressing room, and yes. she's like getting ready. But it, it's also with the dad and the mom, and they're like saying bye to her. Obviously, right. her, them opening the curtains, and then her at um, the Astrodome in the carriage. Right. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. just right. like waving. But I do have to say, I feel like. The opening scene, the opening <laughs> scene in the series is much more impactful than the opening scene in the movie. I, I got major goosebumps in the series. Also, it's Selena's actual voice, mm. and in yeah. both of them. But you know, like hearing, hearing her and hearing that song, is just. Like, I don't know. It it's like I'm at a loss for words because it it was it's a beautiful song and she's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Selena, Selena, not Christian, but yeah, like singing, yeah, I, obviously. Yeah, and uh, I I think both you know both the movie and the series decide to start off that way, kind of starting at a career high 
point for Selena, and then then going back into like her roots. Um, I, and I and I think because you know Ernest like kind of going back around this again that that because we're getting more of the story. When I look at the movie, I feel like I'm missing a few beats. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I feel I feel like the 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 show told me more, and and, and obviously there's enough time to that when the movie flash forwards, you know, through time, you can tell some time has passed, her career is going, but then like you see the brother change and AB change and you see the uh, Suzette change and like, okay, maybe there's a family involved. And like, I I like how we're getting, I like how this is a family story as of right now um, in in the series. And with, you know, part two, we don't know exactly what we're going to dive into, but I figured it would just be a lot more of, you know, the family struggle through maybe her fame and and leading up to, you know, her, her death. And I, I felt that, that in, um, the movie, the, the, her death and how that happened and like the ending, like the, the ending of the movie and like where we get to the point of her death, um, was only, I felt like it was only like the last five to seven minutes of the movie. It was, I felt like it was quick and I like the emotional part about it didn't, didn't resonate with me. And so maybe in a TV series, it might it might hit me a little bit deeper than the movie would have. Yeah, it's funny because I read on you know, mind you, when I saw the movie, you know, and you you pretty much like you already know what's gonna happen. Like they right. they just cut to the ambulances and like you get a gist of what's happening. What would have been what I see the show doing is them like her actually meeting Yolanda in the hotel and leading up to the moment where she goes to shoot her. Like I read a report online somewhere that she, that Selena actually ran out of the room and ran to the lobby and she was telling people, she was telling people before she died, she was telling them who they, who did it. So like that isn't, that's a really crazy moment that, yeah, I mean, maybe they, it being so soon, maybe they didn't want to, um, they didn't want to show it. They didn't want to open the wound that much. The only thing, my only thing about this series that I wish I would get is a lot of times when they show the old clips, I don't know if it's just they're just re, they're reenacting actual footage, but what would have been great is to see actual footage of Selena in the moments that they're playing in the TV show. Because mm. a lot of times you get it, but it's the actors. It's the actors. It is it's the not, actors. It's not, it's not the real footage. I thought about that, but then I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if they want to, I don't know if that would take us out of the series, because it's it's also a show, like, I don't know if it's too jarring to be like, oh, oh, that's Selena, for real, like, that's not... I get, and I, and I thought about that too, and I think that's obviously, that's probably why they do that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, or at know. least, maybe at the end of the series, at least, I would love, I mean, just because we're, so. we're talking about somebody's life, like, I would love to see real, I'm a sucker for, like, real, Me like, too. old footage, like, seeing it at what yeah. actually was there. Yeah, yeah and I think so. I think they will. I, I think, I, and also just kind of, uh, kind of going off of what other people were saying about the series, um, which I don't know. If I agree with 100%, a lot of people were criticizing um, the actress. Uh, yeah, Christine, Christian. Christian. Serratos. Uh, Serratos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her performance as Selena, and I, I just didn't, I didn't see the, I didn't see why or why people were upset about her performance. Because They're, people like J Lo, that's why. 
It, it, that's the, is that the main reason? I'm pretty sure. I know people who are like, they haven't even seen the series, and they're like, no one can do better than J-Lo. And it's like, but, <laughs> but... You and ha- I get it. I get it. Because I, I was, because I, I was kind of put off a little at first. I was like, how are they going to do the show? Like, how can you beat that performance? But I mean, in a way, they kind of did. They just did it in a longer. You gave a, they gave us a long format of it, so we got to grow with this character. Because in the beginning, I was kind of, I was not with the show in the beginning. I was like, oh, it's kind of cheesy. Like, I don't know if I'm going to really like it. But I don't know. Somewhere around two somewhere between episode two and five i like really i i don't know what it is but it really hooked me i think it was when they started going into how like their actual journey and how their music was created and i think that's what hooked me i I, you make a really good point there because obviously the first episode really focused on her younger years of like you know abraham starting the band the family was at the time, the you know, a restaurant and all that stuff. And they were really young. And then the second episode basically went from like young to like teenage, like real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and you make a really good point of how, like, I, I found myself around maybe, I would say maybe episode three where I'm like, all right. And it was, for me, it was like easy viewing. Like it yes. was, I, I feel like there are parts of it that were wholesome and like, because maybe it had like a little bit of a lighter note, I feel like I was able to digest all that information easily. And there was like maybe lessons that were learned through, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. at the end of every episode, there was like, they had little character arcs and story arcs within that 30 minutes. And so I, I really enjoyed um, like seeing that unfold. And, you know, ultimately like, I was like, Oh man, okay, the next one. Sure. I watched it in less than about, I would say within two days, I watched yeah. the whole series and so it was like easy just to to have it go down. Then like at the end of it, there was like, oh, this is a nice story about a family and the music. And like they really honed in on that. You had A B, uh, you know, learning how to be a producer. Suzette dealing with that. You were like we were saying, being a female drummer. We were even getting stories of like the 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 opening act, their band, like the two guys mm-hmm. with the one yeah. with the long hair. Like we were like we like they showcased like this is a whole community that they're building not just the one singer um and yeah. maybe and, and for me i was I, I didn't grow up listening to her music i'm very separated from this story and i'm just looking at it as you know what i see on the screen so i you know i appreciate getting like a, a well-rounded story than maybe focusing on the person that everyone's here to see yeah I kind of felt like I was watching like an ABC family family drama. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I felt like. Like one of those like, you know, I don't I've never the teenage one. I don't know. There's so many on there. I don't know the names. So separated <laughs> separated by birth. Uh, there's I don't know. <laughs> Switch that birth. Switch that. See, I don't. I didn't even yeah. get the name right. <laughs> Was, what what's the one that uh, 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 Shaylee Woodley was in or Woodley? Uh, Secret Life of a uh, nah. Secret Life of an American teenager? teenager. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's Greek Life. It, I don't know. It just felt like all those, like all those shows. Like that's that's the vibe I got from this. Not yeah, in a bad I, way. Yeah. I I agree. In the first episode, I was like, oh no. But then after that, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but then after that, I was like, oh, this is this is really nice. I got like I don't know. I feel like i learned a lot more about the family and about selena i don't know i just i really liked it 
And uh, even with like, I don't know, this, the songwriting and the, like, we got to see how AB, honestly, like how he struggled in the beginning. And he was like, oh gosh, I need to write songs. I need to find bandmates. I need to do all this stuff. And he's doing a lot of work. All while yeah. trying to have a fam. all while trying to have I'll a family, to have family, family, family of his yeah. own. And we got Which to see we some of that get too. In the movie, we didn't and even get his movie, wife. We didn't even. No, I didn't even we know didn't he even had get a family. His children. Well, that's the yeah. thing. And then what's weird is that um, Selena in the movie is like, "Oh, Chris and I are thinking of having kids after the tour." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, right. I'm going to be a grandmother." And it's like, "But you already are a grandmother." I thought yeah, the same, same thing, thing when she yep. when she said that. I was like, "Is she already a grandma?" Or maybe yeah. even a even a one handed line like. Oh, I get to be a grandma again. Like, yeah. You know, that would have been nice. Like, oh, another grandchild. Yay! Yeah, that. there you go. Perfect line that could have been used. <laughs> also, also, a lot of people were complaining, like, you know, we were, like, we were saying the Hallmark feel, ABC Family feel. Like, they were saying it was low budget. And even Estevan said it felt like a low budget production. But I get the that. Way, the way that I feel about it is that then that it echoes the family lifestyle. They were living off of a low budget. At least they tried to anyway, even though when they didn't have to. Yeah. Like they they did it throughout this. They showcased it throughout the series that like I loved when they when when uh, Abraham and AB were sitting or standing in front of a, a trash can and he's like you oh, gotta yeah. get those pineapple cans. He's like I gotta peach go cans. in there. Peach <laughs> cans. Yeah, you have to get the peach cans. He's like these. I think they were getting lights. We are getting lights. They're free. They're free. (laughs) We have to go get them. (laughs) And and then, like you saw, like the the ingenuity of it all, like the uh, the, I forgot the word. It's like uh, the craftsmanship, even with Selena, with her building and making her own outfits, and then that's becoming trends of like Mm. things that she just likes, and she's just like. She, even there's a line when they went shopping. He's like, "Hey, remember that only, only can buy on TV bedazzled machine? Yeah. Now you can buy it in the stores. They're available now. And then they just bought one because they could. And you see her, her fashion, you know, her interest in fashion growing. And you also see a lot of other things that that grow. So I mean, I I I think maybe in in part two we might see the production value get upped because her. Her fame, you know, and her status is gonna get elevated, maybe. Mm. Um, maybe. But I, maybe. But I was <laughs> I was fine with the what what the complaints were like low budget feel. But also like I, I didn't feel that it was that low budget anyway. I don't know. I, I feel like people might just be finding reasons to complain about it. I, I went into it like after hearing Estevan and I've seen other people say that. Like so, I went into it with that I guess with that blinder already on. I was like, all right, well, it's gonna be like in like those ABC family type shows like that, that kind of style level of production. So it like kind of to your point, man, like it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't bother me at all, but you yeah. kind of notice it in the beginning when you go to the, yeah. when you go to the hospital and you, they're just like in a room with a curtain. I was like, all right, I, I get, it's like, I, I see what they're saying, but it doesn't, yeah. I, I was like, I see what you're saying, but it just doesn't bother me as much. <laughs> That's a good point. But also like, I you know this was also filmed in like 4K and I watched it in 4K so like for me everything was bright and, and very <laughs> colorful and I was like okay I don't see what people's complaining this looks pretty good <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like also this was like set way back when so maybe things just weren't as great as it is now yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I, I also liked how they showcased like life on the road, 
Like, you yeah. can see oh, the yeah. struggles of them. On Big uh, Bertha. On Big Bertha. <laughs> yeah, we got to see a lot more of what they went through when they initially got Bertha. In the movie, Yeah. like, you see them kind of start out, and then you already jump to Bertha being redone. Like, Bertha's yeah. already been... They already have Bertha, and she's already been refurbished. And here, you got to see them riding together, just sleeping in the floor in an empty bus. Like, really bumming it out. Doing what they need to do just to make it to their next gig. Mm-hmm. And then you see that trans, you know, later throughout the series, we get to see like Big Bertha is getting an upgrade and they yeah. have bunks, they have makeup stations, they have separate beds for everybody. Like bathrooms, it, it, bathrooms, yeah. like it, it evolved into it almost acted like a character in and of itself. It evolved into yeah, like a legit yeah, touring bus. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I may, again, this could be me looking on the outside, but I, I really enjoyed the series I, did too. I really i did too yeah. i have to say like and i went into it like i told you i went into it not like wanting to hate it but also not want not wanting Me to too. love it because <laughs> I, because the movie in itself is so iconic now you have to yeah, you have to admit jennifer jennifer lopez's performance in that film is incredible she's the best mm-hmm. thing the, about that film and i think it they just cornered it right on the money with the marketing like yeah. you really you literally released it at the earliest possible time where her people her music is still extremely relevant like playing on the radio relevant and then you're going to release a movie like she died two years later oh man the movie's up we get to get a movie we get to get a movie honoring her life and that's basically what everybody did they went to the movie theater honoring to honor her as a character yeah or i'm sorry as a as an artist as an artist right 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 um so and so becker like final thoughts on it like what how toward the end like you felt like you 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 enjoyed as much as we did yeah i did i saw a lot of people criticizing it they're like wow we need another like selena reference like medium like movie tv show and i was like i mean you can't really like this is a person's life you also need to think about like i get Mm -hmm. that this is a a TV show, but this is also a person's life whose sister decided to do, you know? So right. I think we also need to give it some respect because this is a person who lived and whose family still is alive. Right. But um, I, I really liked it, and I'm glad that you guys decided or you took my recommendation <laughs> on reviewing this. I just feel like it's 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 important to even though there's been a movie on the, on this person before, I think it's really important to talk about um, either Hispanic people who have passed away or who are still alive and to talk about the things that they've done and I think she paved the way for a lot of other um, Mexican artists but also, um, Hispanic and Latin artists that have, you know, started from nothing and are where they are today. So I think it's really important to talk about them. And even if it's in a foreign movie, and I just feel it was really good aside from the movie. If there was no movie, I think the show is really good. You, you know what? It's weird because, and you make a good point. Like people are complaining, like, oh, this story's already been done. I'm sorry. How many reboots and sequels and oh, all these other stories yeah. that we've gotten from many other things that are not even real? Like, you know, like how many true. how many sequels are we getting of I can't well, there's plenty and I can't even think of one right now. Spider Man. Um, 
Spider Man. There you go. Batman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, but no, but I love I love them. I love right, all those yeah. properties. But I, to your point, I a hundred percent agree with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know this was. I mean, if you're comparing like how many other you know things have been made about this one particular subject, um, you know, it, it, Selena only had one. May, a movie, mm-hmm. a maybe, and maybe a couple of documentaries. But, like, as far as, like, why, it, it, for me, it's like, why not? Why not get a series? If, if, and especially when the family's behind it. If this was, like, somebody else who owned the, the, the TV rights to Selena's story and they were doing this for, like, selfish reasons, then maybe I, I might not be as for it as others. Mm-hmm. But, like, this seems like it's coming from the heart, from the family. They want to tell their story, you know, many years down the line. So, you know, why not have more stories telling it? And obviously, based on our conversations, this is a different story. I mean, it's the yeah. same, but we're also getting a lot more information. So this is not the same by any means. This is definitely telling a different take and a different version of the story we already know. And that's what that's what all of these reboots and sequels are. It is the same version of it's a retelling. I mean, oh, Ernesto, what, are we, what am I talking about? Last week, we just reviewed Mulan. Yeah. Same, it's the same thing. It's a retelling of the of the same story, just told through a different lens. And you know, now we're getting a different take on somebody who lived one hell of a life, and you yeah. know, died too soon. And we're getting a different take on that. It's like it's you know, we can have it's the same vein of how we can have many documentaries featuring one person. This is the same thing. So people who are complaining that you can't have it because it's already done, <laughs> that's that's irrelevant because. Yeah. It's happening elsewhere. But I think it's also, I'm glad that they did it because now there's like a whole new generation of people who haven't, who don't know Selena's story or maybe who don't know her music or maybe who do know her music but don't know that it's her who's singing. Because she even has English songs. Did you know she sang in English? Right. I don't know if you knew, but I mean... If you see the series, it's a big point that she wants to create an English album easily. In the movie, that it was not showcased as prominent, but in the show, Mm-mm. almost every other episode is like, we got to get an English record out there. Yeah. Well, I think it's like you said, like the movie kind of, I feel like, so I think part two is really going to be the make it or break it because part two yeah. is going to parallel the movie, obviously, because it's, it's going to, you're, you're at that point where she's getting her crossover album and then she's going to about to do that big, um, that big show in Mexico where the where the stage where the stage collapsed like we're right. gonna have to we're gonna have to get that in the series like I really hope maybe they get him trashing the hotel in the sec somewhere in the second season a I think maybe later. I feel like maybe part two is where they're keeping all the dark like every all the dark shit that happened is gonna be in the end because it's just like one thing after another during that point like there's gonna be high points obviously in her career but like as far as their personal life goes like you know everything else that happens obviously yeah mm-hmm. I am curious if they're gonna take a darker tone because part one felt so lighthearted that it wouldn't surprise me especially with the material of you know, we will be seeing her death in part two. So, and they will be addressing that. So like, and are, and also are we going to get stories of what happens after her death? Like, Ooh. are we going to, are we going to get, are we going to see the perspective through AB and Suzette and the father and, and, and Chris is like, they could, they could, they could have her death in the second to last episode and then have like an epilogue to that uh, in the last episode. So there's a lot of different avenues mm-hmm. that they could take and it could give us a little bit of a darker tone than what part one gave us. 
I really, really like now that you said it out loud, I really hope that that's what they do, because mm. like you in the film, you, you only get up to the death. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then it's sad. Everybody's all together. But no, now we're so many years after. I would love to get an epilogue of like, you know, how are they coping with, with, you know, losing that family member? How are they, what, how are they post Selena? Like, how are they continuing, continuing her legacy on? Right. And I, and I think that I would love to see that as well. Um, but I think overall, I think we all enjoyed the series and we are looking forward to part two. Yeah. When and do we know when when that's coming? Well, it's funny because uh, I was doing some digging to see if or when or any word of what's happening with that, and all we get are rumors. There's no official date on it. We do know that it's coming next year in 2021. A lot of people are speculating that maybe we might get it on the anniversary when Selena and Chris got married, which is April 2nd. Um, a lot of people are speculating that maybe they might do it on it basically is anniversary dates throughout her career. Like people mm. are just speculating that way, but no official word on when um, we might see this series or so. Netflix Netflix fashion this time or exactly a year later this time next year. Exactly, they could hold off, especially that. I this, hope not. Yeah, I agree with you. I hope not either because it's like I've seen other shows. That, that had a part one, part two, and like three months later they gave us a part two. Mm. And I hope it's the same fashion because if the if if everything is already shot and maybe it's just, you know, if we're just waiting on time, don't let us wait too long because like, it's, it's already there. Um, but I am I am interested to see what part two comes out. And hopefully, Becker, we'll have you back for part two since yeah. you, you know, got us here for part one. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, any that I think that's all the show we got we have for you guys this week. Um, if you want more from us, you can always go to our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. Uh, Becker, you I feel like you are our number one fan over at that <gasps> Instagram page. I see you on there all the time, not not in a bad way. Like I love it. Like every time I got like sometimes you're like, in the heat of the moment, you're just like, what is happening with this news? What is this? <laughs> Even like with movie showdown Mondays, you're just like, like, oh, that was a good one. Or even like two weeks ago in the music one, you're like, no, I picked the wrong one. I didn't mean to pick that one. Yeah. Just, just, just keep a mental note that I picked this one instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love I just, it. So I. It's so interactive, and yeah. I feel like I feel so comfortable just like responding to everything you do. I'm just like, you're gonna know my thoughts on everything. And Here I love you go. It. You asked for this, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love hearing it because I get great feedback. Because uh, also, it just feels like that someone's like listening. So like, I feel like I'm talking and I'm putting information out there, and then someone's like, like actually seeing it. It's like, oh yes, I have a thought to say. Like, oh, who, what, oh. what do you got to say about it? What's going you on? You do. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not just information. People have thoughts and feelings. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do appreciate you always going on there. And I hope other people, if you haven't done so already, I mean, what are you waiting for? We're on episode 55 already, and you haven't decided to go on the Instagram page and, you know, give us a little follow. What are I you mean, doing? I know. It's like yeah, like it's Becker funny, said, guys. it's interactive. It's it's a lot of fun over there. Uh, but, yeah, and it also, you know, you know, if you don't, you know, feel comfortable with the Instagram page for some reason, you can always hit us up at our email at boxofficebingers at gmail.com. Right. We'll respond to those as well. Uh, and so, 
So, Becker, thank you for joining us, thank and you thank so you for much. the recommendation. Uh, thanks for Really enjoy having me. you on the show. Uh, and with that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Thank you for listening. I've been Ernesto Santos. See ya.